Hello, I'm Erica Lacasse, and this is the Messy Messianic Mama Podcast. Today we'll be talking about having a childlike heart. Stick around for some hope healing and maybe even some laughs. Welcome once again to another Messy Messianic Podcast. Today's tour portion is Tatsuria and Mitsora. So it's actually a double portion this week. It You can find it in Leviticus chapter 12 verse 1 to chapter 13, verse 59, and then also Leviticus chapter 14, verses 1 to chapter 15, verse 33. The half Torah portion you'll find in 2 Kings chapter 4, verse 42, to chapter 5, verse 19, and also 2 Kings chapter 7, verses 3 to 20. Then the Brit Hadashah is Luke chapter 7, verses 18 to 35. Then you have Matthew chapter 23, verses 16 to chapter 24, verse 2. And also chapter 24, verses 30 and 31. I know it actually sounds like a lot, but it's really not. My husband and I actually went over it today. And they actually, it's one of those, uh, it's great because it's a double portion. They all actually coincide with one another. They all they all make sense when you're reading them. Um, they have to do with one another. So I do encourage you to go ahead and read that. In fact, I think I did a whole podcast about this particular uh, tour portion last year. Could be wrong because a lot of it has to do with Zazarat, which is um, talking about skin issues. Yeah, I think we, I believe we call them lepers now, but thankfully it's not a big condition. However, that is not what I'm talking about today. In fact, I really wasn't sure what to talk about and was talking to my kids and my husband and everybody and like, you need to talk about the dog. Which is funny, if you were at my congregation this past weekend, my daughter said about the same thing to my husband, except this is a totally different situation. Um, the situation she was talking about on Saturday was on Friday. While we were getting ready for Shabbat, had my daughter take our two little dogs outside to go ahead and do their business and when she did so there was a boxer beautiful boxer dog outside ready to greet them and I think she was a puppy but of course she's a big puppy compared to a mini schnauzer and a Yorkshire terrier and my poor dogs were losing their minds my puppy was trying to run away in fear which of course the big dog thought was a game so she was trying to play with him it was not good so then she tried, my daughter tried to bring them inside and the dog followed her. So we had to bring that dog back outside, had to try and find the owner. Needless to say, we were able to find the older owner. Praise God. I'm so thankful for that. However, that is not the story that I have for you today. And I love my kids. I really do. I, I don't know about you. If you have children, uh, mine are all teenagers uh, officially from 14 and it will be 21 as of this Thursday. So shout out to my oldest son, Zion. He'll be turning 21 this Thursday, man. That makes me feel old. And sometimes, especially when you have teenagers, it can be a little disheartening for parents, especially moms, when you have been really close to your children in the past, and then they kind of separate themselves from you as they get older, because, you know, loving on their mom is not necessarily cool in front of their friends or in public or just in general. And I definitely struggle with that more so with my sons and with my daughters, simply because my sons have always been, you know, mama boys. And um, it's hard. It's hard to 
be okay with it. I think the plus is that my oldest son was my oldest, and so I've had time <laughs> to reconcile myself with the fact that my youngest is going to go through the same phase as my oldest one. Although, thankfully, now that he's getting older, he's becoming a little bit more likely to let me give him a hug without complaining about it. But all that to say, I want to talk about children and how we are to have faith like children, faith like a child. And the reason I bring this up is because we had a situation with our little puppy, the mini schnauzer. His name is Bones. And my son took the two dogs outside this afternoon. And, you know, they're having a good time. It's actually pretty nice out right now. Nice and sunny. And my puppy went over towards some little flowers. Nothing in, like, my garden bed. Like, just little flowers, you know, that grow up with your grass when it's growing a little bit taller. And he sat down. And evidently, whatever he sat down on bit him. So we don't know if it was a bee that stung him or it was fire ants because we live in North Carolina. There are fire ants everywhere. So, you know, he came in and, and was not happy. He kept trying to, you know, chew on his paw, you know, trying to lick it, make it better. You know, obviously I checked it to make sure it wasn't just like a thorn and we put him down and he lost control of his bowels. You know, he basically, he peed about four times in the house, just random places. And so at that point I told you to, you know, go ahead and take him back outside well, actually, I took him outside. I put him on the lead so we could clean up the mess that he'd made. And Judah thankfully cleaned that up. And as soon as I put him outside, he pooped on our sidewalk, which is not normal for him either. They usually poop in the grass because they know that's where we prefer them to poop so we can clean it up easier. And, you know, then uh, I had my son go out there and, and watch them. And uh, went and got some water for the dog, brought the water out. And he drank a lot of it. And after that, he threw up. And I've never seen a little dog like that throw up as much as he did. But he did. And obviously, he wasn't feeling well. Whatever it was that bit him or st stung him, hurt him, and was causing him to have some trouble. That being said, he seems to be doing okay at this point. But my children, <laughs> uh, in all of their... Their glory and their funny ways, you know, they're like, you should talk about how Bones sat down on a flower. He thought it was a nice, beautiful place to sit and then he got stung. So it's like, we think everything's going okay in life. And then all of a sudden Satan gets you and, you know, you, tr you have to run away and, and then you put an ice pack on whatever it is that's hurting you. And the ice pack is Yeshua. And, you know, they're not wrong, but it was just a really interesting and funny analogy to me, even now as I'm thinking back on it. But um, they were adamant. It wasn't just one kid. It was all of them saying, yeah, yeah, you should absolutely use that. as a, It's a great metaphor and an analogy. And I'm like, okay. But um, I think right there is a good reminder. Even though my kids are teenagers, they still do have a childlike heart in certain areas, right? Especially when it comes to their, their dogs. They love their dogs. And I think the same is true with our father in heaven. Adonai loves us. We are his children. And even when we might go into a situation that might be seemingly good and we get hurt by it, Yeshua is there with us 
during the situation, through the situation, and after the situation, and even before the situation. And I think that it's just important for us to remember that he is who he says he is. And also remember what it was that Yeshua said about children. In Matthew chapter 18, verses 1 to 7, I think. No, I'm going to 1 through 6. At that hour, the disciples came to Yeshua saying, Who then is greatest in the kingdom of heaven? And he called the child to himself, set him in the midst of them, and said, Amen, I tell you, unless you turn and become like children, you shall never enter the kingdom of heaven. Whoever then shall humble himself like this child, this one is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. And whoever welcomes one, such child in my name, welcomes me. But whoever causes one of these little ones who trust in me to stumble, it would be better for him to have a heavy millstone hung around his neck and to be sunk in the depth of the sea. And I think, and I think I know, he's absolutely right. We need to learn to humble ourselves and become like children, but also have childlike heart and to see the world the way that children do. You know, my older dog, I think, would have been more careful about where he was sitting because he's nine years old. So he's lived life and has learned some things versus our puppy who's seven months old and does not recognize the danger of something as simple and beautiful and cute as a little bee. Or same is true as a a fire ant. I know that I've taken him on walks before and he doesn't recognize that he should not stop on a fire ant pile. That is detrimental and dangerous to him. In fact, it probably could kill him if he were to actually sit there for a little bit bit, and they crawled on him and decided to bite him all over the place because he's so tiny. And I think that it's so true for us to remember that we all were like that as children. You know, we don't know, we don't have, it's not inherently bred into us to know and see danger when it's nearby. You know, there's a reason that you're, you know, our parents t- tell us like, hey, stay away from the fire, it will burn you. Or stay away from this hot water, it will burn you. You know, don't cross the street without looking both ways because you could be hit by a car. And for some of us, even as adults, we may have at least that much common sense where we recognize those type of simple things, everyday things that are a danger to us. But how often do we walk into snares that are set up for us by the enemy? Too many times I think I, I hear believers who talk about, well, you know, I'm covered in the blood, I'm, I'm protected by Yeshua HaMashiach. And I'm like, yes, you are. But it doesn't mean the Hasatan can't come after you. Job was a righteous man in the eyes of God, and yet God still allowed Hasatan to tempt him and to basically destroy his life. Like, see how far he could push him until he would break. And, you know, thankfully he did not, but he so easily could have. How often in our lives, I mean, have have trials and tribulations happened to us 
and we choose to turn our back on Adonai because of it. Or because we blame him for the circumstances in the first place. You know, if God is such a great God, then why does he let bad things happen, right? Sometimes we need to have a childlike heart where we simply trust in our maker. Sometimes we need to not just have, we need to not have all the answers. We won't ever be able to to fully have an understanding of our creator. And that's okay. How many of you can honestly say that your children truly know you inside and out? Which includes all maybe the secrets or your past or things that maybe you don't want them to know about. Can you honestly say that your children know you 100%? Shoot, I'd even argue, can you honestly say anyone but yourself? Like, you know, does anyone besides you know who you are 100%? I know for me, like, I am, I surprise myself sometimes. Sometimes I'm like, huh. I I don't know that I would have thought I would have reacted in that situation the way that I did but I did now and I may have to you know live with the repercussions of that we need to remember to not only love Adonai our God with our heart mind soul and strength and loving our neighbors ourselves but also when there's someone who you may deem as less worthy than you That right there should be a red flag. Because you're not better than anyone else. I'm sorry, but you're not. You say, well, what about that drug dealer, you know, or that drug addict on the street? You're not better than them. Your sin might be different. But we're all sinners. And God loves all of us. We might have our act together better, but it doesn't make us a better person. How we treat the people around us. I think is a good reflection of how we truly are on the inside and how childlike we truly are because children, I saw a beautiful video and I loved it where they had these, they had two kids, a bunch of different kids, but it was, it was basically they had them set up uh, together two two friends. Basically they had two little kids that were like best friends. And they, they asked them like, what's the difference between the two of you? And sometimes it could have been the color of their skin. One girl was in a, a wheelchair and the other one wasn't. Um, they just had different color hair, you know, some had, uh, one had glasses, one didn't, that kind of thing. And not one of those kids said anything of that kind. They basically talked about like, well, they like spaghetti, but I don't really like spaghetti. Like they like spaghetti, you know, things like that. That's a childlike heart where they're not judging the people around them. They're simply loving them for who they are. And I think it's a great reminder for all of us, especially us adults, that that's the way that Adonai wants us to be. And I know how the struggle is real. Um, I can be a lot more judgmental than I, I wish I was. But I also try my best to treat others the way that I would like to be treated, no matter what the situation is, no matter who they are. I'm not perfect at it by any means, but I certainly do try. And I think that that's really the the heart of the matter. Are, are we making an effort? Are we truly trying? Are we trying to become more like Yeshua in loving even the least of these, even the little children? Are we loving the little children? Or are we yelling at them on, you know, Saturdays or Sundays because they're making too much noise? 
I don't know if you've read it in the Bible, but it does say, make a joyful noise unto the Lord. And it may not be what you think it should be. But as long as that person's heart is in the right place, I believe that that's exactly the way that we should be. I pray that I've never caused a little one to stumble. And if I have, ask for forgiveness for it. Because I don't know about you, but I'm not a perfect parent. I've had times where I have yelled and screamed at my kids and had to go back and repent for it and ask for forgiveness of my children. So you know what? I was wrong. I was sitting there and I asked for your forgiveness. I repent of it. You know, there was no excuse for it. And I don't know about you, but I'd rather be that little child than be that disgruntled parent all the time. You know, I think a lot of people in my congregation find me kind of silly in the congregation, which my children do not. They they actually consider me the serious parent, which is kind of funny to me in some instances. But especially when I'm in my congregation, I try to have as positive an attitude as possible. And even sometimes maybe be a little bit silly just to diffuse the tension. Because I feel like we become so serious that we forget why we're there in the first place. We're there to glorify the Lord, but also do it with joy. And I think a lot of times the older we get, we kind of lose our joy. We kind of become grumpy, disgruntled, and stuck in our ways to the point where not many people necessarily even want to be around you. So if your entire congregation is like that, it makes it difficult <laughs> To wonder why people don't necessarily stay in your congregation or in your house meeting or your Bible study. And so I always try to have a joyful heart. Because not only is it good for those around me, but it's really good for my for me as well. You know, uh, laughter is a good medicine. It really and truly is. And I really encourage you this week to find something to find joy in, to laugh about. Shoot, go find a field and romp around in it like a child. Now, I won't say lay down in the grass and look at the clouds because I wouldn't do that where I live because of the fire ants. But, you know, that you don't understand what I'm saying when I tell you to do something like that. Go look in nature. Try to see the world the way that a child sees it. And in doing so, I think we all will become closer to our Heavenly Father. Now, as I do every single week, I leave you with the ironic benediction, which you can find in Numbers chapter 6, verse 24 to 26. Yivarekha Kadonai Vayishmarekha Yaherdonai Panavaleka Vayhunekha Yisadonai Panavaleka Vayasimleka and now may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you his peace. Bashem Yeshua Sashalom, in the name of Yeshua, the Prince of Peace, I pray. Amen. May you have a blessed, fantastic week. And I pray that you will tune in again next week. But until then, Shavua Tov please feel free to message me at MessyMessianicMama.com 
or you can email me at ELMMM3 at protonmail.com. That's E as in Echo, L as in Lemur, M as in Mike, M as in Mike, M as in Mike, the number three at protonmail.com. Also feel free to leave me a one-minute voicemail message at anchor.fm forward slash Erica Lacasse. There's a button on my Anchor website that says leave a voicemail. Thank you so much. And remember to leave all messages short and sweet and to the point. And I look forward to hearing from each and every one of you.